in-depth and God-filled conversations with some of the brightest names in contemporary Christian music and worship. This is The Artist Interview with Gordon T. And welcome to this week's episode of The Artist Interview. I'm your host, Gordon T, and it's my absolute privilege and pleasure to scale the world of contemporary Christian music and worship to bring to you some really talented artists with amazing stories to share. And I'm really pleased to say that this week we're welcoming back to the show the wonderful Lucy Grimble. She's just got a brand new album out. We're going to be talking about that and hearing some amazing tracks from it as well. So before we meet her, let's hear her first track, and it's called Between the Shadow and the Sun. Got in the That was Between the Shadow and the Sun by Lucy Grimble. Hey, Lucy, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, thanks. Welcome, welcome back to the show. Now, since you were last on the show, we have expanded our listenership rather amazingly. Yeah. Um, and so there'll be numbers of people who actually don't necessarily know who Lucy Grimble is at all. Yeah. Lots of people in the UK will, but our international listeners may be less familiar with you, I would hazard a guess. So could you give just a very quick potted history on who is Lucy Grimble? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me on the show. Um, so I am a worship leader and a songwriter i'd say those are my two main things i do now um but i'm based i'm now based in devon in the southwest of the uk in the middle of nowhere in the countryside which is wonderful um but up until three months ago i lived in london where i was born and raised and i've been leading worship probably for about 15 years now and then writing songs for even longer um and uh, yeah, I've had the privilege to release a number of albums. This is my fourth album to date. Um, so yeah, kind of life is a bit of a blend of leading worship, serving the local church, traveling and, and serving kind of the wider church, and then writing songs and releasing them. Well, which I've got to say, I'm very grateful for because they are beautiful songs. So um, oh, I've mentioned you. to you before, your last album, God's Heart Explodes, was one of my favourite albums of the year because it was absolutely fantastic. Oh, and I'm really pleased so that you, I'm, I'm very sincere when I say that as well, but I'm really pleased that your <laughs> new album out as well. It's got a slightly different feel to it. So it'd be interesting in a moment to, to pick into the album a bit. But before we do, it'd also be interesting to find out a little bit about what's been happening then. So so since, since we last chatted, two big changes that I'm aware of in your life. You got married. Yep, that's right. And you've moved out of London. Now I moved out of London. I, I haven't got married recently, but but tell me tell me uh, a little bit about both of those things. Firstly, getting married is that all going well? Yeah, so far so good. I mean, we we uh, we made an album together in year one of marriage, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend because it was it was you know everyone's like just take time in your first year of marriage. It's like every, everything's changing, and we were like did that for about you know. Well, we we took a one month honeymoon in Italy, which I would recommend. That was 
insanely wow. great. Where, um, where in Italy did you go? We, we, we went to Italy, we went to Florence. You, well, we went, we went all over. We sort of did a lap of Italy. We drove about, I think about 5,000 kilometers or something nuts wow. in this tiny little rental car, which we managed to get back without a single ding. Um, Good job. But uh, yeah, so then, then after that, I kind of really just felt this burden to do this album, just almost like it was just weighing on me to kind of get it done. And Tom um, had been quite involved in some of the behind the scenes. And so, yeah, we, we sort of dived into production, um, which was a very bonding experience. It definitely ultimately brought us a lot closer together. But um, yeah, working with a spouse is um, sometimes a huge challenge. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. It's um, people who work together and then spend the whole of their time together. It, you don't have that separation of time totally. and space and coming back together yeah. in the evening. We go, Oh, it's been a hard day, but it's so lovely to see you. You yeah. just go, it's been a really full on day and yeah. you're still here. <laughs> you're still here. <laughs> yeah, which is probably a good thing. Okay. So, and, and what about moving out of London? So mm. it's a big change. I've done it myself. So I moved from London to Bournemouth about six years ago, having been born there. Yeah. Love yeah. London. Still got lots of positive yeah. things to say about it. But why did you move? We moved because we wanted a change of pace. I think, you know, I've, I've been in London my whole life. Um, Tom had been in London for about 10 years at that point, but he's a country boy at heart. So I kind of knew in getting married to him that that was going to be on the cards. And I think, you know, we're both essentially freelance creatives and so we've got the flexibility to go anywhere really um and i think we just were really dreaming of um more space and being closer to nature and just being able to kind of you know we can walk out of our back door and just we're surrounded by trees and birds and we just hear the owls at night and it's just yeah i think that we just were dreaming of that slower pace and more space wow okay so it sounds quite nice yeah. What's been the hardest part of moving and what things do you miss about London? Um, the hardest part has been, um, good question. I think just the moving is just quite exhausting and we sort of were moving for some, some reason our stuff was just everywhere in, you know, between sort of parents lofts, friends lofts and because we were living in this little one bed flat in London and so it, there was just stuff everywhere and we had to kind of pack down all this stuff and physically move it down and I think it was in the middle of also kind of finishing off the album and it, it the album was recorded in so many different places around the UK as well so it already felt like we were living a very itinerant life, you know, loading up the van with all the sound gear to then go to a new destination to record new songs. And um, so we'd been on the road a lot. So I think actually the physical move was was the challenge. Um, but once we got here, actually, it's been OK. I mean, the house has lots of challenges. It's got big, damp problems. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we're now discovering doesn't work very well. But, um, you know. But that's okay and you know we'll overcome it in time but yeah i think it was the actual physically getting out of london um what was this i can't remember the second question now what what, what do you miss most about oh london? what do we miss most i think it's just being able to kind of nip around the corner to see friends um you know when you facetime people it's it's great but it's not the same as just being like are you free for dinner tonight like should we just quickly pop round because we lived very close to our church and our community in London. Um, 
so it, the drives are just a lot longer when you get out to the countryside it's not as easy i think to see friends yeah hard, harder to have that close community in some respects yeah. so i can't remember i've got a feeling you were sort of in my head you're sort of southeast london somewhere is where yeah. you were and you were part of you were part of a church that the first part of his name was saint i'm yeah. guessing um so so yeah, saint, it was i think it's saint, saint, saint peter's P? that's it saint peter's yeah. I, I wasn't far off um okay was it in broccoli or something that's it in broccoli and amazingly we're now part of a sister church of St. Peter's called St. Basil's. So continuing on the sort of green vegetable theme. Um, and it's wonderful. I mean, it's such a great church. Our best friends go there and, you know, we've already, we already knew about 10 people at the church. So it, it would feel like a very soft landing into community here. That's helpful. Um, yeah. It's just geographically, we're a lot more spread out. Um, yeah, so, sure. Yeah, but it's it's good. That's amazing. So 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 really, part of the reason I'm going to guess you ended up where you ended up in Devon was because the sister church was there. Exactly. Yeah, and well, and because of friends, really. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So if if you're part of that church, don't hear the fact that she said no, not the church, just friends. So <laughs> that's not what she was saying, I'm sure. So so does that mean that you can? Do leading worship there, or is that something you've laid down for now? Or no, I, I'm I'm actually currently filling in um, uh, the worship pastor role because the previous worship pastor is on maternity leave, so I'm covering that role for a year. So um, yeah, it's kind of been a really nice starting kind of experience down in Dev down in Devon because we've yeah sort of walked straight into community, and I've walked straight into being able to serve in the local church. So yeah, wow. love it. Okay. That's fantastic. That is really nice. And it worked well then. And it's not exactly far. If you get invited to lead worship at Spring Harvest again, yeah. you're much closer. So that's a, that's a that's a bonus. Or Creation Fest. You know, I did Creation Fest oh, down in Cornwall, yes. which normally is like, okay, wow, I've got to plan like a whole day to travel. But now we're an hour down the road. So it's kind of um, it's kind of beautiful in that in that respect. Yeah, I, I, I remember getting a call with my family uh, from London and I actually woke them all up at 2 a.m. We all got in the car <laughs> oh and, we, and we were in Cornwall for breakfast. So it was quite nice. Oh, wow. Whereas, whereas in the papers, it's like people taking 12, 16 hours to get yeah. down there because the traffic yeah. was gnarly. So, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. Anyway, so, so you're there. You look happy. You're enjoying what's there. But the album that you've written mm. sort of sounds like it's come from a place of all sorts of I guess, experiences and yeah. feeling, and it really feels like it's been written a lot from your heart. Mm. So can, can you tell us about the album and about the things that were going on that have brought uh, the songs to be? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I um, I started to write the album in the middle of lockdown. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I found lockdown incredibly hard. I think that was, a lot of people's experiences. I know some people actually really enjoyed lockdown, um, but that was not me. I, I really struggled. I struggled with my faith. I struggled with mental health. Um, I just struggled to kind of, it just felt very chaotic internally. And I think I felt very, um, I just didn't feel at peace internally. And I think, um, and, and, and then also just sort of observing what was going on in the world and just this idea of, you know, that phrase perma crisis got f floated around that kind of it's just we're literally living in a perpetual state of crisis, like one crisis to the next. So it just felt like a very unsettling and unstable and kind of um, kind of traumatizing 
time, I'd say like small T trauma, um, just in terms of the news we were constantly absorbing. So that was kind of the backdrop for starting to write these songs. And I think in writing the songs, I was really trying to be honest with my, the experience of faith that I was going through, which was that faith felt like a lot more of a wrestle. It felt like a lot more of a having to kind of refine God and, um, you know, not feeling as assured in my faith and not feeling as strong in my faith, actually feeling quite fragile um, personally, um, but also fragile in my in my own faith. And I think I wanted to write honestly and and try and reflect on that experience because I hoped, I mean, initially it was kind of just sort of therapeutic for me to write, but then as I was writing these songs, I was, I just sort of felt like, I feel like maybe this is going to be helpful for other people too. Um, so that sort of kept me writing. Um, and yeah, the, the, the album is called Between the Shadow and the Sun and it sort of, it follows, um, it follows the course of the day. So the whole album is is written to be listened in one go. Um, the songs sort of flow into each other. The last song flows back into the first song. Um, and so it's meant to sort of chart the, the course of a day from sunrise to sunset. And m like metaphorically, that sunrise to sunset is also meant to be sort of like the journey through life. And I think the underlying message that bubbles away under all of the songs is this sense of we can trust God in every season of the soul. Um, and not that that's, that trust is like a slam dunk. It's not just like, yep, I trust God. It's more like we can learn to trust God. Like we can deepen our trust in God through the challenging seasons of life. So yeah, that was kind of the backdrop to, to writing these songs. Just to say, I'm quite pleased you said the stuff you said, because that was what I took away from the album when I listened to it. And, and I was thinking about what, what words would I use to describe the album? And the first word that I had was about trust in God. And I was like, they just, oh, it just so comes cool. through it really, really well. And, uh, and I oh. love what you say about listening to it as a piece, because it does feel like it's, it's a piece of art. And if you listen to just a little bit, you might be just looking at a corner of it and it's, it's good. But when you listen to the whole thing, it's like, wow, that is a phenomenal piece of art. So absolutely loving it. And uh, I think that's a, it's a, I think lots of people, and I, perhaps I brain, blame radio, sorry for that, but also Spotify and things that people don't listen to an album. In the old days with vinyl, you'd hear the whole yeah. piece and yeah. you wouldn't bother to go and I'm going to, I'll stop listening to this and I'll go on a couple of tracks. You just listen through to it. And uh, I would yeah. recommend listeners to get onto your favorite streaming platform and listen to Lucy Grimble's Between the Shadow and the Sun listen to the whole thing it's absolutely amazing mm. so thank, thank you. you so much for sharing so you got to the end of lockdown did did the end of lockdown flick a switch for you and then your mental health recovered or what happened mm, i don't think so um i think that i think that in the process of kind of having to face into the darkness which is what it what it really felt like, you know, having to really sit with some of the doubts and some of the really painful stuff. Um, I think that that process sort of, it's not, I don't know, I have found that it's not one that you just sort of walk away from, but it's one that you kind of carry with you. But in a way of like, it enriched my faith, it deepened my sense of 
almost like humanity and what it means to be human. So, um, yeah, I don't think it was just like lockdown ended and just everything lifted. It was more like lockdown ended and I walked out kind of like the walking wounded in a way. Like, you know, I was still bearing some scars, still bearing some, um, some pain and, and, um, yeah, like stuff that you can't just sort of shake off and be like, that's fine. I'm, I'm absolutely fine now. Um, but it also, I also feel like I walked away with so much of a deeper faith and so much of a kind of more tender faith. Um, I think it just felt like this process of my heart becoming tender again to God and tender again to compassion and what people, other people are feeling. Um, so yeah, it was, it's not just a binary thing. I don't think it was, it, it was beyond the circumstances. It became a lot deeper than the circumstances, I guess. So we've got another track to play, play from you and it's yeah. a beautiful track. What was the track and tell us about, uh, about why you wrote this one. Yeah. So this track is called hope again. And it's sort of my nod to 70s folk. Um, when we were writing the album, as I say, it was sort of follows the arc of a day. So sunrise to sunset. And that sort of became like a kind of organizing principle for how I wrote the songs. So if I felt like, okay, there's, there's too many songs that are about darkness, that they're sort of like um, more shadow than sun. And so this song was trying to kind of make sure that there was some songs that reflected sort of like the sunniness of life. So the track is quite uplifting. Um, sonically, it's it's much more light. Um, and it's sort of a message about, you know, the seasons will change. So it, it starts out with winter passing and spring coming, but it ends with winter coming again. So it's this idea that the seasons will change. We will, even if we're kind of coming out of struggle, we will face struggle again, um, but it's this this like underlying thing again of, but we can trust God and we have a savior who, like there's a line that we have a savior who weeps and laughs with us. Um, so it's the idea that we've got this co-suffering savior that, we, that walks through every season with us. again by Lucy Grimble. I'm so glad that Lucy is still with us here for the artist interview. Thanks Lucy for sharing from your heart and thanks for making such a beautiful album that speaks from your heart but will speak to so many other people's hearts as well. It would be really great if you're happy right now to pray for listeners. Yeah absolutely. Um, Father God I just want to thank you that you truly are with us in every season of the soul. And so I just want to pray for whoever is listening to this right now, that whether they find themselves in 
you know, a dark place or a, a light place. I just thank you that you are in every place with us. And I just pray that people would know and encounter your presence deeply through the hardship, through the suffering, that they would know that no season is wasted and that, Father, you can redeem every situation. You can turn it for your glory. So I pray that for every person listening, that they would sense and encounter a deeper sense of your presence and your uh, the fact that you are Emmanuel, God with us in all things and all times and all places. So yeah, Father, bless every person listening right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lucy. If listening in the UK and you're thinking, oh, I want to find out more about this God that Lucy and Gordon are talking about, just pop along to www.findachurch.co.uk. There are many thousands of churches that would love to help you know more of God's love. And of course, you're listening on one of our partner stations worldwide. Just contact the studio. I know they'd love to help you connect with a great church. So Lucy, your, your album's out. What's been the initial response to it? Yeah, the initial response has been so great. I mean, I've had so many messages from people just saying how how much they're enjoying listening the, to the album and how the songs are kind of helping them, which is the whole point, you know, the whole reason that I write songs. Um, so yeah, the, the feedback's been so lovely. Um, and I've been, I think I've been surprised actually, because I, I put a little sort of shout out on Instagram yesterday to kind of for people to let me know what what's the song that's sort of impacting them a lot at the moment and um i think i was surprised by the responses because there's certain tracks that you think you know people will probably like maybe they won't get this track or you know they won't like it as much but actually i was surprised at what what was coming back wow so so people definitely like it so far um, one of the things i'd say about it is firstly you've got a very very beautiful voice it's lovely lovely to listen to mm. but also the music behind it, it the, you've done, a, I think, a wonderful job of creating some space yeah. to enjoy the instruments and then your voice working so well together. Sometimes I listen to albums, I'm going, it feels like the musicians are really wanting to do their bit right. and it feels like the singers really needing to do yeah. their bit and it's like just trying to fit it all in. And I'm going, oh, it's not, it's not, it's not quite so spacious as what you've produced. Yeah. Just leaves a lot of space to enjoy the, the musicality of it as well so yeah um i'm 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 grateful for it i'm giving it a thumbs up so far oh, thank you definitely again one of my favorite albums of the year and it's very <laughs> different from the other ones that are on my list but this is a, a really beautiful piece of work so mm. I, I can't say it enough guys go and listen to the whole thing in one sitting <laughs> i had the privilege of going down to the beach today deliberately went down there just to listen oh, to it so it's special lovely. It is. It's a great album. So, um, so looking to the future for a moment, mm. what do you think God's got for you over the next sort of three years? Yeah, it's a good question. So, I mean, I'd love to take this album out on the road. Um, I actually would love to do it a little bit differently. So I've got this idea of a tour that kind of goes to quite remote parts of the UK. I mean, I'm open to going to Europe or the States as well, but, um, yeah, that, that sort of goes to um, maybe like places that are slightly off the beaten track of, of the tour, the typical tour routes. Um, kind of like you're saying, the kind of there's space on the album, there's like space to reflect. I think there's also something about kind of the intimacy of, of listening to something in a sort of smaller space. I never had big stages in mind when I was writing these songs. It always felt like 
these are meant to be enjoyed in people's homes or in small um beautiful venues um so yeah i'd love to do a tour that kind of incorporates that vibe whether i can make that work financially i have no idea but i'm praying that if that is a good idea then you know he's going to help um but i think also i've been i just say i go for i love that ambition your ambition is I'd like to do really small shows with not very many people. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I think that's the only time anyone has said, I think that'd be good. And God can source it out. <laughs> so, do you know, we had, we, had a, we had a tiny listening party for the album at our home the other week. Just 12 friends came around. We lit the fire. Oh, we listened through you, a, this a really great... This album needs a fire. It needs a fire, definitely. Um, and we listened through like great, great speakers. So it sounded, you know, the sound quality was excellent. And... And I just shared a bit between each song and I think I, I just loved it. It just felt like that is my absolute sweet spot. Um, just being able to look people in the eyes and just talk together. And then we just ended the night just praying and it was just perfect. So if I can recreate that around the country, I'd love it. Um, and then I, you know, I've been, um, I felt the prod to sort of teach more um, and I've had the opportunity to do it sort of more and more. Um, so I'd love to kind of teach a bit more about worship or teach a bit more about songwriting. Um, so that's also kind of, you know, something that I know that God has put on my heart and I've just not really been that quick at saying yes to it. I'd love to do more of that. And then we're going to be, I mean, our house needs a lot of work. So, I mean, t Tom, my husband's going to take the lead on that, but I'll also probably be, find myself doing some decorating um and that takes a lot of time so we're trying to also just make our home a place that can host more and you know we'd love to kind of host worship and just it, for it to be a creative space so yeah making making our home um kind of into a nice place that we can welcome people into is also high on the priority list a lovely small intimate destination for people to come and worship and pray yeah. sounds sounds nice to me yeah. i'm I'm at risk of offending you at this point because uh, <laughs> listen, listeners at home won't know, but I can see you're sitting there in dungarees and a, a really nice woolly sort of collared jumper. Yeah. <laughs> and you talked about moving out and doing up a place and you talked about all the nature. Uh, just yeah. want to have you thought about maybe doing some like being a bit self-sufficient and planting oh. vegetables and things? Oh yeah, 100%. Oh, you have? We've got, oh, we've got the veg beds already. That is, now that's exciting. Uh, yeah. this, that's not the bit that might offend you. Have you ever seen... <laughs> The program the good life no i haven't okay so so some of our uk listeners will have seen it it's a 70s sitcom <laughs> with a person dressed exactly like oh, you really? but called barbara oh. who who and and she she does they're, they're self-sufficient they don't they don't they don't work a normal job they like trade their eggs yeah. but they're but they're not in the countryside <laughs> they're actually based in surbiton in southwest london oh wow um, but it's a very funny but very sweet show okay. and just the way you were talking about being in the countryside and then when you said your veg beds are ready yeah. to go you, you're gonna, gonna have to look up um, yeah we are <laughs> we, might, we might get now, chickens so. supposedly some sheep meant to be delivered in the next few weeks no. to go in our kind of we've got a field oh. out the back it's i know that is amazing it's, it's, okay it's you definitely you definitely have to watch the program you, okay your, your nickname from now on is barbara i'm very sorry <laughs> so anyway right um you'll like it when you see the show though it's it's, it's but it's old um okay. right so so moving on sorry segue that was not no very helpful worries. um i i would i would love to find out about the things that god has been teaching you though since mm. since you got married and you've changed out of being in london 
God's always speaking to us and he uses mm. the people and the things around us to help grow us, to stretch us yeah. uh, and all the rest of it. So what's God working in you at the moment? It's mm, a good question. Um, I think that one of the big things that I'm trying to lean more into is actually receiving from God, which sounds really obvious, but I, I am like shocked at how infrequently I do it. Just like pausing and intentionally, like intentionally asking to receive from God. I think I'm just like, you know, I think, um, moving, getting married, um, doing the album, all these things like really stretch you and they sort of push you beyond your limit and they push you beyond your comfort zone. And if you're not careful, you can end up just trying to do everything kind of in your own strength. Um, and that's, I know that I've done that time and time again, and then I just hit the wall and I'm, you know, I'm just exhausted and I'm at the end of myself and I, I can't, I realize I can't hold this all together. And it's like that little reminder, like, of course you can't do it all in your own strength. You're really not meant to, like you're meant to be filled and filled again with the spirit, like every day. So I think the big, the big lesson that I'm trying to lean into is just this, the, the power in receiving, receiving what you need from God. Um, so yeah, I think just, um, trying to be a lot less self-reliant. I mean, we just, we've just talked about self-sufficiency, but actually I think in, in the, in the kingdom, self-sufficiency isn't, isn't the way um it's it's god sufficiency and you know really really leaning hard on on the on the spirit and leaning hard on the father so yeah that's what i'm trying to do just receive more often from god which i think sounds like probably something a lot of us could do i know that i certainly could could do with practicing that yeah. more regularly could you give yeah. some hints and tips then for people listening who go that's all well and good to hear you say it lucy but i don't understand how i would even do that so there might be people who maybe haven't been a christian very mm. long or maybe they've been christian for ages but they're still thinking i always do things in my own strength mm. and i'm always trying to push through and it hurts how do you go about receiving from god and what things would you expect to receive i think it's um i mean very practically i will just sort of literally pause of in a in the course of a day i'll just literally stop and i'll maybe stand in the kitchen and just take a few minutes to just like like physically stop and just say to god okay like in this moment i just i just ask that you would come and fill me with your spirit um or i just ask that you would come and bring peace to my mind i ask that you would come and still my heart i ask that you'd come and like you know whatever it is that you're feeling in that moment i guess just it's like inviting god into the center and inviting God into um, inviting God to come and be Lord in that moment. So yeah, I think that's a very practical way to do it. Um, but it also looks like maybe, I mean, I've started to do this sort of daily Bible reading and reflection, and that's really helping just to sort of, it's literally just like reading one chapter and then again, like slowing down and, and thinking, okay, what have I learned from that chapter? How can I apply that chapter? How can I um, encounter God through this chapter? So, yeah, I think it's something about daily daily rhythms, I think are really, really helpful. Um, and I, I don't think I can be prescriptive about what works and what doesn't, because I think it's you've got to find the, the rhythm that works for you. But I think having regular, some kind of regular check-in point with God um, is really important. 
He really, he really cares. He really cares. He really and, does. And yeah. you, mentioned, you, you mentioned Bible reading just then. Yeah. And actually, so I, I was chatting with my son. He's he's at university at the moment. And I was chatting with him about Bible reading, and I told him how much of the Bible I'd read recently, and he looked at me and he said, "Dad, you're reading far too much. You need to slow down and just yeah. absorb some little bits." And I thought. What oh, a wonderful word of wisdom so, from my son. Because so I'd, I'd been going and yeah. motoring through yeah. a load, but actually just slowing down. He said, yeah, my, me and my friend at uni, we're just, we're just reading little bits and then yeah. praying and chatting about it. The cool thing about the Bible is like you learn so much either way because you're probably getting that big picture of the Bible. Because I think sometimes you do get like, you know, when you read like a whole book, you get that kind of overarching sense of like what God is saying through that whole whole book. But you're right, like even just one verse you can sit and meditate on for like hours. <laughs> That's like the wild thing about the Bible is it's like you can it's like at every level it it it's able to speak. Um it is. so yeah. It is. And anyway the tip that I've got got from now is do do the, the whole big bits. Audio Bible. Yeah, oh, audio it's amazing. amazing. I love the audio Bible. Yeah. So it's a it's yeah. a great way to get a really nice overview of loads of stuff. Yeah. And then you can sit and pick it out apart with a with a paper Bible. So um so fun. Uh, so what is your favorite Bible story and why? Oh wow. Um well I I actually loved I reread Job recently and I just absolutely I just saw it afresh again. Um, I mean, I think kind of, you know, Job was quite important in writing some of the songs on the album. Just, um, I mean, if anyone suffered, it was Job. And and how he's sort of like this, um, this foreshadowing of Jesus as well. Um, and you kind of go through the whole book of Job, you know, everything is stripped away from him. He goes through every kind of loss and pain imaginable. And you get to the end of the book and he's has this direct conversation with God. And he's like, you know, how come you did this to me? And then God answers. He doesn't answer him directly. He answers him by reminding Job of who he is. And it's the most beautiful, poetic, these like final chapters of Job, um, just this beautiful, um, like, I don't know, God just sort of saying, you know, did you, did you put this on the earth? Did you create this animal? Did you make it that the, the ocean spreads like across the, the whole earth? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of misquoting it, but it's this series of questions where he's just asking Job, like, did you, do you have the authority to do these things, like these incredible things? And then Job just replying like, oh my gosh, like, who am I to kind of question you, God? And it's this, I just find it so, so amazing and so humbling. And it just makes me, it just made me like, almost like fall in love with God all over again, just like his majesty and his beauty and his holiness and how important his holiness is and how important it is that we recognize how holy God is and how different he is and how beyond our understanding he is. And actually that that is, that is quite a helpful thing in the middle of suffering, like to recognize the holiness of God and how he is, um, his ways are not our ways, you know, that we don't understand so much of what goes on on the earth and we're not meant to because he's not to be kind of rationally understood. So I think it just really, it, I just, yeah, I just loved reading it. I found it like, yeah, just very inspiring to reread Job. 
I am racking my brains. I don't think, I don't think anyone's ever said Job before. So <laughs> no one said Lamentations. I don't think, and I don't think anyone said Job. So, but but your reason for choosing Job was actually really good. So um, so I, I'm I'm going to say thank you for the encouragement. I I will go back and have a good old read of Job again because there's so much in there for sure. Okay, yeah. so thank you. Recommendation for everyone at home: read Job. But maybe people haven't read the Bible before. If they haven't read the Bible before, now the Bible splits up into loads of different books and the Old Testament, everything before Jesus, the New Testament, time of his birth onwards. Yeah. What book would you recommend people go to if they've not ever looked at a Bible before, mm. but they've got one knocking around in their house? I would recommend one of the Gospels. Um, doesn't really matter which one you choose. I mean, I personally love John. Um, and I'd, I would go beyond one book if that's allowed, but I would you're say allowed, you're allowed. reading like one of the gospels and the Psalms in tandem, I think is like really powerful. I mean, I think we have to know the words of Jesus, like the direct things that Jesus said. Um, but also I think sa the Psalms sort of, I don't know, it just sort of pairs with like the human experience of um, faith and, you know, like yeah, David's just day-to-day -day experience of walking with God and, and being someone who has faith in God until the end, but goes through so much. So, um, yeah, I'd say a gospel and Psalms. Well, good recommendation. So gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, choose any of them, says Lucy, but John's her favorite. So, okay. <laughs> um, and of course, if you haven't got a Bible these days, just download an app, easy peasy. Um, when we last chatted at length, you were, I think, pretty independent. Whereas this time round, I was getting lots of emails from my good friend Noah at Integrity Music telling me loads of amazing <laughs> things about what was coming up and, and highlighting it. And I was like, this is great. But I was thinking, oh, but last time I just got the stuff straight from you. So what, what's changed there? Well, this, so this is the first album I've done with a label. Um, so this, this album is released with Integrity. Um, and yeah, we're, we're working together on the release, which is, I have to say, has been absolutely amazing. I mean, they have supported me so much through the kind of, yeah, getting ready to release and release phases of the album. Um, yeah, they, they, I mean, I was, I was already sort of published with Integrity for a few years and then they, they approached me on this album and just said, you know, do you think we could work together? And I think initially I was, I was, uh, a bit skeptical because I had been independent for like 10 years and I was so used to that, but actually I'm so, so glad that, um, I said yes, because they've just, yeah, they've just been incredible to work with. So on the ground, what does it mean they do and what do you do then? Well, they have, they've been a listening ear, literally a listening ear to all the songs in demo form. Um, as we started to track them, um, I've got a great guy called Steve who, who's my A&R and he sort of, he's sort of creatively helped to like progress the project. I mean, he's given me so much free reign and it's absolutely not is that, controlling. Is that Steve Harding? Steve Harding. Yes. The legend. Yeah, that is lovely Steve guy. Harding. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then they, they have, practically pulled together all of the artwork. So um, they've they've got an in-house design team. So they've they've pulled together all the artwork for the album, all the social media content. Um, they've just been, yeah, they've taken a huge amount off me, which I'm actually so grateful for because I, I would not have known that 
I would have been in the middle of a house move at the same time as getting ready to release an album. But if I had been, I think I would have been a very, um, yeah, frazzled, <laughs> frazzled Lucy, <laughs> but they've taken a lot of the stress out of the process. Okay. So it sounds like it's worked really well yeah. for you. So, um, and I'm, I'm guessing as well, because of Integrity's networking and all the rest of it, mm. there's a potential for it to also help your music go further, which um, yeah, I think, I think so. would be um, amazing as well. So yeah. more people get to be blessed by it and enjoy it. So, yeah. um, and you mentioned that you'd like to do a sort of a UK tour with the album and you slipped in Europe and the USA. Yeah. Do you actually have any sort of specific ideas about anywhere that you would like to go ideally if there was the option to go somewhere abroad where would you go i mean i would actually add to that list you know africa brazil um i mean i would, I would kind of go anywhere I, I i love to travel i love to meet to go to different cultures i love to kind of yeah work with people from all over the world um where would i go um I mean, I've not, I've not really, I've never really gigged in America. So I think I'd love to try that. Um, I think again, on the sort of smaller scale, the kind of big scale America slightly intimidates me. So I think if I started small, um, that would be great. But yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to, to travel more in America. So going back to the album for a second, so it's called Between the Shadow and the Sun. You said that you write your music you write your music because you want it to impact people so are there stories and feedback that people have given you uh, not even maybe not just about the new album but about songs you've written before that you can share about the way that your music's changed people and, and touched them yeah um i wrote a song with a good friend of mine called bianca um and the song is called still i will praise and i would say of all the songs i've written that one has had the most kind of personal feedback um people going through like i i find like it, it seems to to comfort people who are grieving in particular so i've had people share like the most honest stories with me you know of of like i've just lost my wife or i've just lost my husband i've just lost this person um and this song is really getting me through. I remember when in the middle of COVID, I had a, a nurse message me and she was like, it's so intense on the COVID ward. You know, we're, we're worked off our feet. And if I, we, when I get like a 10 minute break in the day, I just come into the staff room and I listen to Still I Will Praise and it, and it powers me on for the next few hours. So that song seems to have um, kind of helped people who are at crisis point. Um, so yeah, that's that has been a huge blessing. And I think Bianca and I have just like shared some of the comments every now and then. And we just, uh, you know, we just feel so honored to have written a song that has helped people um, in, in those places. It's wonderful the way that actually music uh, and the truth that you put within it can actually change people's outlooks, speak the truth and love of God into their lives and actually change lives as well. So, um, so thank you for your gifting. Thank you for digging into to what God has put within you uh, and sharing with us. It's wonderful. You, you talked about people who um, had, had lost people. And actually, there's a good friend of mine mm -hmm. who has got some significant health problems and um, to the point that they had to be resuscitated in intensive care um, and very nearly didn't make it. Um, and they were praying about it afterwards and they felt that very clearly god said to them that he was there when 
they drew their first breath and will be there when they draw their last. Wow. And it's just that comfort yeah. of knowing that in all our experiences of life, God is always there. Yeah. So, um, but I, you, you mentioned about loss and I thought you're right. Loss is so painful, mm. but even in our loss, we can still journey with him. Absolutely. And also for ourselves, all of us will, will eventually get to that point, but yeah. God is still there when we come to our very last breath. So Lisa, you've got another track, another mm. track that I'm really looking forward to, to sharing. Yeah. Uh, it's called Not In Vain. Tell us the story behind that. Yeah, well, it sort of actually directly follows on from what you've just been saying. Um, I wrote this song when my uncle was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And I remember exactly where I was when I got the call from my mum. You know, he'd been given the all clear three times and then they did another biopsy and it came back that actually it's stage four and we don't know how long you've got left, but it's not long. And actually from that point, onwards it was about two two or three weeks until he passed away and I got off the phone from my mom and I just really felt the the sadness and and she in particular was really feeling it it was it's her last brother her other brother had also died very suddenly and um I kind of went home that evening um, and I actually was on a songwriting retreat at the time just I'd taken myself away to write and um I wrote that song this evening sorry I wrote not in vain that very evening. And I think I wanted to reflect on, it's like the brutality of life and the fact that like you're saying, like we all have to face our own mortality as well as the mortality of those around us. But there is that like, just because a life is cut short, it doesn't mean it's wasted. And actually the beauty and the, the um, like what God weaves into every single life like how detailed and intricate and valuable and full of like the glory of god every single human life is i wanted to try and capture that in a song um that sort of yeah pointed to the fact that life is not in vain and kind of it goes the song goes through um a bit of a journey and the final final verse is about you know when we will finally face our our own end and you know when we'll reach kind of heaven's heaven's shores i guess um and we'll see we'll be able to look back and we'll be able to see how our life was not in vain like our life was so meaningful and our life was so um so important um so yeah that was sort of the that was the background to writing this song like grass upon the plain the season is its birth This life is not in vain Each one of us is precious And wonderfully made And what we may call weakness He is woven in our frame To give, to take away Lord, help me know the truth That this life is not in vain And that was 
Not in vain by the wonderful Lucy Grimble. What a joy to meet with her again. I hope you enjoyed it. If it's your first time listening to Lucy, I hope it was a real treat. I've so enjoyed the album. Do go and listen to it. It's called Between the Shadow and the Sun. And also, of course, there are many other artists, interviews, and great tracks to listen to. Just look up on your favorite podcast platform for the artist interview. Um, it's the one with the red logo. Maybe put Gordon T on it as well. Uh, and share it with your friends. Subscribe, like it, give it a review. And uh, we want to get the blessing out there as far as we can. Uh, I'm your host, Gordon T, and I look forward to being with you on the next episode. God bless you. You've been listening to The Artist Interview, a Hope FM podcast. Find us at hopefm.com forward slash The Artist Interview.